You ready? Let's do it. Today's program, we are bringing the heat, we are bringing the fire. On the program today, we have got French Open Action 2018, the French Open special from the No Holds Barred studio. Today, we've got the Aussie men, how are they faring in Paris? And we've got the big guns, Verev, Djokovic, Team, Nadal, Del Potro, who is going to be the last man standing after two weeks of tennis? This is no holds barred. We can't be stopped now, because it's bad boy for life. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now, because it's bad boy for life. So here we are. We are back in the No Holds Barred studio. It has been quite a break with No Holds Barred, but we are back on the airwaves and we have got our French Open special 2018 and we are here to talk all things tennis because it is absolutely going down now over in Paris. We are a couple of days in and uh, over the next two weeks, the best tennis players in the world, the elite of the elite, will be going hammer and tong over there in Paris uh, with world record prize money and ranking points up for grabs. Uh, The Australian men uh, are over there looking to impact. And of course, we have got the big guns. We're going to bring you plenty of action from the No Holds Barred studio and uh, some interesting matches that have already taken place uh, over the first couple of days, we're going to open the show talking about the Australian men, and it hasn't really been smooth sailing or good news from uh, from the Australian men at this stage, but not really high expectations at the French Open. Uh, every time the French Open rolls around, because uh, the clay courts really don't, uh, not conducive with the Australian style of play, Lack of clay courts in Australia, lack of development on the surface, really at a disadvantage uh, to the uh, Europeans over there. So it hasn't been a really good hunting ground uh, for us over the last decade uh, and probably even longer. But, you know, the Aussies uh, have made little impact there. Uh, you know, names such as James Duckworth, uh, Johnny Millman, Diminar, uh, Matty Ebden, Jordan Thompson. And, of course, uh, Bernard Tomic, Nick Kyrgios pulling out uh, of the event before it even got underway with that troublesome elbow injury. So uh, we wish Nick all the best in his recovery. Hopefully he can get back in time for the 
for the grass court swing and, of course, uh, the crown jewel of all events, uh, the Wimbledon Championships 2018. But it has been a tumultuous, tumultuous year, to say the least, for Kyrgios. And uh, hopefully he can get back because he seems to be the only uh, Australian capable of going deep into these major events and has been uh, ever since he burst onto the scene. Um, I'm going to start off with, uh, you know, James Duckworth uh, played Marin Cilic uh, in the first round, a, a terrible draw for him. Cilic, the number three seed, Australian Open finalist from this year, and it was uh, uh, quick work from Cilic getting through in straight sets. So uh, hopefully James can get himself into more big tournaments tournaments uh, as it's been a frustrating couple of years for Duckworth. He's had some niggling injuries. Uh, he's been in the wilderness somewhat. He needs to get himself back around that top 100 in the world so he can get into uh, the major events, um, get some matches under his belt. He's spending the majority of his time on the Challenger Tour when, he's, uh, when his body is up and running. So um, Duckworth, good to see him back on the scene. Um, and uh, he needs uh, he needs more top line tennis, and he needs uh, he needs to get him get himself uh, his ranking up so we can get into these Grand Slams. Um, Denis Shapovalov, the young Canadian uh, future superstar that I touted um, really 18 months ago. This guy is on his way uh, to the top 10 very very soon. Got himself into the top 30 in the world, seated here at the French Open, and Johnny Millman uh, drew him out of the hat. Absolute disastrous draw, draw for Johnny. But Johnny has uh, had uh, some um, good results on the clay courts and he goes uh, he goes as hard as anybody out there of any of the Australian boys. Um, but he was outclassed and Shapovalov took care of uh, Johnny Millman in, in straight sets. So uh, Shapovalov getting some real continuation on the clay courts. He, uh, he had some patchy form at the start of the year, Shapovalov. Um, some surprising losses. I saw him... Uh, live down in Melbourne at the uh, Australian Open, and he is super impressive, extremely dynamic, uh, has the advantage being the left-hand, uh, left-handed player as well, and uh, just need to work on his defensive skills. But uh, he is as as explosive as they come, and this guy is going to be a major threat um, for over the next decade, without a doubt. He is a possible Grand Slam winner, um, no question about that. Johnny Millman out, but uh, not disgraced. Uh, Alex Diminar uh, really uh, has struggled since leaving uh, Australian shores from um, from the start of the year. Uh, I predicted that was going to be the case, and Kyle Edmund really uh, overpowered Diminar in a, in a straight sets uh, demolition. Really, uh, Kyle Edmund hits a heavy ball. He's um, really, uh, as we know, Australian Open semi finalist, and uh, he is looking to impact. Uh, consistently at the majors now and go deep. Uh, he is on the cusp of uh, being a top 10 player as well. I could possibly expect that to take place uh, as early as uh, at the completion of the Wimbledon Championships uh, in a, a couple of months' time. But uh, Diminar upwards around that top 100 in the world now, so he's uh, maybe may qualify automatically for majors, but... Uh, he needs to find a way to compete against some of these bigger guys. He needs to spend more time in the weight room. This is going to take some time. Uh, he's all hard out there. He scrambles as well as anybody, but it is uh, tough going week in, week out to impact when uh, you lack uh, explosive weapons at the elite level. Uh, Matty Ebden uh, has had a good uh, a good 12 months back uh, 
back in firmly entrenched in the top 100. Drew uh, Fabiano out of Italy. And this, this one went five. Fabiano getting there uh, in the fifth set. And, uh, you know, Maddie got some things to look forward to. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to getting off the clay and onto the, the grass courts where he may be able to get his teeth into a few of these tour events leading into Wimbledon. And uh, he's got to be optimistic uh, moving forward. But Fabiano, the Italian, uh, getting the job done there. Uh, Jordan Thompson, Casper uh, Rudd out of Norway, uh, this one went five as well. I'm a big, uh, big fan of Casper Rudd. I've been following him for uh, for a couple of seasons now. I expect uh, big things from Casper moving forward. He's a very, very good clay court player. Made the second round of the Australian Open. Qualified for the Australian Open this year, and made the second round uh, going out to Diego Schwartzman. I sat courtside during that match, and he was picked apart by Schwartzman from Argentina. But Rudd. Uh, is finding his way, just 19 years of age. Expect to see him competing in majors consistently, uh, you know, over the next uh, next 12 to 18 months. Uh, another one, once he gets his ranking up into the top 100 in the world, uh, he's going to be impacting. He's going to be a real handful. He's uh, as professional as they come for, for a 19-year-old. And uh, Norway have got uh, an absolute beauty there in Casper in Rudd. Uh, rips the forehand. Um, is a good all-core player. Just needs to uh, just needs to get more matches under his belt at the at the top level, and uh, he will continue to improve. But that one went five, and uh, as I predicted, Casper Rudd getting through over Jordan Thompson uh, in round one. And last but not least, let's talk about Bernard Tomic. I don't want to spend too much uh, time on this one here. Did well to qualify uh, Bernard, but um, looking at the draw, it was. Arguably the, the softest qualifying draw in Grand Slam history, uh, in my opinion. And, um, you know, the Italian uh, Trungaliti, uh In fact, I absolutely stand corrected. Trungaliti, he's got an Italian name, but he's actually Argentinian. And his story was he was... Uh, didn't get through the qualifying draw, but then drove 10 hours from Barcelona to France. He got the call up and uh, he drove to France for the first round match and Tomic awaited him. And Trungaliti, the Argentinian, took care of Tomic in four sets. And, you know, disappointment once again for uh, Bernard Tomic and he crashes out of, uh, of the event. And really... Um, you know, where to now from Tomic? People continue to write about, uh, you know, that they're waiting for him to fulfil his talent. I think at the end of the day, um, he's an average talent at best at the elite level. He's, uh, you know, the forehand's not world class. Uh, he's an average athlete. His attitude definitely leaves a lot to be desired and uh, he's mentally weak. So um, I think Tomic is where he is for an absolute reason. That's, uh, that's where he should be. And uh, Trungaliti, what a story. And uh, I think that result there was going to be as predictable as could be. And I'm not surprised there that Trungaliti out of Argentina took care of Bernard Tomic um, really uh, in a, in a four-set tussle. So absolutely disastrous really for the, uh, for the Australian men at this stage. Um, you know, James Duckworth can't do much with that. Marin Cilic, uh, top five player in the world, huge game, explosive uh, Explosive athlete and mover. 
Um, Johnny Millman as well. Diminar, uh, tough draw for him as well. But, uh, you know, in terms of Tomic, uh, Jordan Thompson and Ebden, uh, probably winnable matches there, definitely. Uh, but Fabiano uh, spends a lot of time on the clay. So um, uh, really predicted him to get that one there. And as I said, Casper Rudd is uh, going to be an absolute beauty moving forward. Yeah, look for his name uh, over the next 12 to 18 months to get up and, and be competing regularly in the Grand Slams. Um, moving on to the big guns, guys, and um, Alexander Zverev, I think, is a real threat to take out this title. Obviously, Nadal, absolutely white-hot favourite, but Alex Zverev, uh, he has had a phenomenal clay court season, and he destroyed Ricardo Barrancas in round one. Absolute destruction derby, this one. Made light work of him and really uh, signalled to uh, the rest of the field that, you know, this is no joke. Uh, I definitely want to go deep into this event and I want to stay fresh. So he's got plenty of energy and, and plenty of wheels uh, for the latter part of this, this event. Look out for Alex Verev uh, to do massive things at this event. He's mentally stronger than what he was 12 months ago, week in, week out. He, uh, he is, uh, his confidence is as high as ever. And week in, week out, he is ready to go deep into these uh, into these ATP Tour events and these majors. So I'm looking for Zverev to um, really give it a shake uh, over the next two weeks. Novak Djokovic, he's uh, back from injury, a bit of a coaching change again, a few niggles. Uh, he took care of the Brazilian Dutra Silva in a... Um, oh, it was kind of a high-quality first-round match there. Dutra Silva um, really dug in there and gave as, as much as he could, but Novak... Uh, too much experience, too much class, and Novak really looking to get his teeth into this event. And uh, he w- was all right there last week. Uh, went down to Nadal in the semi-final um, at the last uh, major event there, and uh, it was a tight contest. So Novak showing signs of him getting back to where he needs to be to really compete at the level he wants to compete at, um, and we know what uh, what he's capable of. Uh, Dominic Team, who uh, I've been a huge uh, a huge fan of for um, for quite a while now. Uh, he took care of the Belarusian uh, young Belarusian Ivashka in straight sets, and Dominic Team is one here. Uh, I rate him one of the best clay quarters in the world. Has been for a while, and he wants to stay as as fresh as possible through the early rounds as well. If he's going to give this a shake, and uh, you know, over the five set journey, um, it's yet to be seen whether he can. Uh, um, you know, push Nadal, but uh, he's definitely capable. He uh, is an explosive hitter, um, rips the ball off both sides with heavy spin, and, um, you know, he's as good as it gets on the on the slow red clay. So Dominic Team looking for him to go uh, go deep into this event as well. We've got a tough tough second-round matchup there. He's playing the young Greek wonder kid, Sipitas, uh, in, uh, in the next round. So that should be a beauty. That's a bit of a popcorn match. You need to uh, need to check that one out. The young 19-year-old uh, won his first Grand Slam match uh, just the other day in four sets, and uh, he's got a, a blockbuster round two match with uh, Dominic Team out of Austria. Uh, Juan Martin Del Potro took care of uh, Nicholas Mahout um, in uh, in an entertaining matchup. Del Potro uh, is back firmly entrenched in the top ten in the world, and. Um, yeah, we'll see how he goes here uh, moving forward. The clay's not one of not his uh, most favourite surface, Del Potro, but he's explosive as ever. And if uh, his body holds up, he uh, you don't want to be facing the big Argentinian. He's more of a 
uh, explosive hardcourt uh, player. Won his first Masters 1000 event uh, earlier on this year, upsetting Roger Federer in an epic three-set contest. And uh, he was always going to have too, ma- too many big guns for Nicholas Mahout in round one. And he moves on to uh, into, onto round number two. And uh, the last match I want to talk about here on today's show was uh, the Rafa Nadal versus uh, Simone Bellelli match. This was uh, a high-quality first-round contest, and uh, if you actually saw it, it was um, some high-level stuff. Bellelli uh, did not qualify for this event, but was the lucky loser, and he's a uh, superb talent, one of the best forehands that you're ever going to see you know, around the world, textbook forehand, the way he loads and sets up, it's as, it's as explosive as ever. And it was on full display against Nadal. It gave Nadal all kinds of troubles. And Nadal had to be at his best to uh, uh, defensively to, to get through this one. Bellelli, after the first set, he led 3-1 in, the, in set number two and had points to go 4-1 up a double break uh, before Nadal tightened the screws and won uh, one uh, won four of the next five games to take a two sets to love lead. And uh, set number three, you thought Bellelli would possibly go away, but he was explosive as ever, continued to uh, to redline the forehand. It was um, it was great viewing, highly entertaining, and actually had set points in the third set tiebreak as well uh, before Nadal uh, saved those set points and closed the match out. I believe it was 10-8, either 10-8 or possibly 11-9 in the third set tiebreak. So real test for Nadal early on, a highly entertaining match uh, nonetheless, and uh, was absolutely first-class viewing for, for the armchair tennis fan out there. Um, but um, really, really good stuff from Nadal, really good test for him early on, and obviously we expect him to steamroll his way through uh, through the early rounds. But uh, Bellelli really uh, really showed what he's capable of. Bellelli, a guy who has been... Um, you know, been upwards around the top 50 in the world. Uh, he's, uh, he's a dangerous player, but has, uh, has had some injuries over the last 12 to 18 months to, to two seasons, and uh, he's working his way back into, uh, into form and into these, uh, into these major events, but he's definitely capable of doing damage, as was on display there in round one versus Nadal. So, um, so it's all there. Um, that uh, that just about wraps up today's show. Uh, looking for uh, for more big matchups in round number two. As I mentioned before, look out for Dominic Team uh, versus uh, the young Greek wonder kid Sipitas, who uh, out of uh, does a lot of his work and training at Muratoglu's uh, tennis academy uh, in Nice, France. Uh, this one has the potential to be uh, to be a beauty. I expect Team to get through. Um, but it should be a ripper. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with more French Open 2018. It is great to be back on the airwaves. Looking forward to it. The Australian men, well, I need to look forward to Wimbledon now because uh, the the French dirt has not been kind to us once again. But over the next two weeks, expect these uh, the big guns to, to really be flowing. Zverev, Novak team, Nadal, Del Potro, to name a few. It's been great. This is Jade Kolf at the Kolf Man from the No Holds Barred studio. We will be back tomorrow for more French Open action 2018.
podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.